Hey everyone, I am super excited to announce a new online program, the Champion Sports Physical Therapy Mentorship. I've teamed up with Dan Pope and Dave Tilly to create this brand new 12-week mentorship program, and we're now opening it up to the very first cohort on June 10th. We hear all the time from people that they wish they had more mentoring and people they can learn from to help accelerate their careers. We're going to take you through all our foundations of sports physical therapy, including our clinical evaluation, working with non-operative and post-operative patients, building return to sport programs, and even learning advanced phase rehab and strength and conditioning principles for rehab professionals. In addition, we're going to have a bunch of case studies, a community, and live sessions to interact and ask us questions. We really can't wait. Check out the show notes to learn more and sign up today. The first cohort starts June 10th. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we tackle another one big question episode, this time on the importance and use of special tests in our examination process. We're going to talk about why we still use them and why you should be using them in addition to some of your functional diagnostic tests as well. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're here with Mike Scaduto, Dave Tilly, Lenny Macrina, still missing Dan Pope from the show for another week. He's been in Brazil for weeks. And sabbatical. For, for, on a, a sabbatical, but uh, we're here. We got Kevin K. Mac McNamara. That's actually you got a good little... K. Mac McNamara. So, when you put it all together, pretty good. Phenomena. K. Mac from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Franklin Pierce University, but the other one in Phoenix, not the one in New Hampshire. Remote campus. Right? Is it like right. a warehouse? Some random like warehouse. Phoenix University. Is that an it's online t- school? <laughs> it's like a shed. <laughs> Is this online? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Pazal went to a technical school. <laughs> He's got an online school. Well... Phoenix University. We're going alternative. <coughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Home study course. <laughs> Wait, hopefully, we get some more great epi- uh, questions in this episode. We'll see. Uh, K Matt, take it away. What do we got, buddy? All right, we got Nick from Long Island. Hey, Mike, I'm a PT student in my last year, and we are told constantly to treat impairments and dysfunctions that are present in the patient. With that being said, how much weight do you put into the results of your special tests, and how do they really help you determine your plan of care for the patient? P.S. Neurobiomechanical, great word. Mechanotransductive neurobiomechanical. <laughs> you just you wrote epigenetics. It. it wasn't good. <laughs> epigenetics manual. Um, all right, that was a good question. All right, so in school they're talking about treating impairments and dysfunctions. Is that what he said? So he's got a question about special tests because I've had a bunch. I, I've actually been putting a bunch of um, videos of special tests that we do here on my social media profiles lately because. I literally open up a textbook just like you guys are reading and you open like to the shoulder chapter and there's like 200 special tests. Most of them stink. Most of them don't mean anything cl- clinical. Most of them aren't really, I don't know, I don't, I don't do them exactly the way the textbooks do. You know, once you have some experience, I think you start realizing that, you know, there's, I don't know, that, that, that you know, the textbooks aren't always written by people that treat people. I don't know. But there's, uh, you know, something along those lines where the special tests where you don't necessarily be ha- you have to be comprehensive with everything you do. You 
just have to do the right ones for the right people. So that being said, yeah, lots of people, most people on Instagram are pretty young clinicians. They chirp at me and kind of say things like, you know, what, you know, why do special tests and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, we all do special tests. Who, who would, who would like to start about the importance of special tests? I mean, I think, I, I think it kind of depends on the, on what you're looking at. What does the patient come to you for? So say if they have a traumatic knee injury that they just had like a couple of days ago and you do a positive Lockman's positive anterior drawer, like that's definitely going to influence how I, I uh, treat that patient, probably going to send them to get an MRI if they haven't already. It's a lot of fear you're creating. <laughs> Be careful well, with that. Yeah, like a, you want to rule out if they tore their ACL, right? So I would put a lot of stock blew it into out. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, you can't say you blew it out? That's so much fear. I, I think I said tore. Oh. <laughs> put words in my mouth now. Just kidding. <laughs> but I would put a lot of stock in my special test and I would refer out to get imaging. Right. Whereas right. Uh, someone with in, in a baseball player with maybe gradual onset of shoulder pain, They've been throwing a ton, and I do a lot of special tests, and maybe some of them are positive, some of them are negative, and it's not really clear what's going on. Like maybe then I'm looking at things that are a little more obvious, like are they stiff, are they weak, things like that. So I think it definitely depends. Sometimes I'll put more stock in special tests. Sometimes I'll, you know, put less stock. In yeah. Special like so so good first one. Maybe we'll start like a little list there. Point number one is you do special tests to know maybe when to refer to a physician. So orthopedically, you know, a good example ACL Lachman test. You know, some you know the person sees you first. You know, there's a lot of direct access now. Those types of things. So uh, you want to find a pathology that may require either further diagnostics or maybe evaluation by a physician. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. Who else wants to go? I think I agree. I think the other big one for me is, mo is like exercise modifications. So somebody comes in with a shoulder issue, and you're saying, is this supraspinatus? Is this biceps tendon, AC joint? I mean, like many different exercises stress different parts of the shoulder or knee or whatever. And if you don't understand what maybe is there one or two big pain generators and you just give them a, a general exercise program giving someone full cans right who has a supraspinatus tendinopathy might be too much for them versus if they have something else you might get away with that and it's actually really good for them so i think a lot of times dan especially i've learned a lot of especially like benching variations and pressing variations like stress different parts of the shoulder so i think that's a huge part for people's educating them on how to modify their workout program around what's the issue and I think that's a big deal. I like that. Yeah. So a lot of people would say, does it matter anyway? Your exercise is the best medicine and stuff like that. But again, yeah. special tests maybe help you identify maybe some exercises to emphasize a little bit more and yeah. some to avoid, yeah. right? Which is a great example. You know, again, maybe again, an example, again, I'm piggybacking off that, is even impingement tests, which are again, very gross generic tests. I don't know what they're doing, but if you have a positive, like kind of near type test and then a positive and, and a negative Hawkins Kennedy, and vice versa, that tells you a lot yeah. about potentially the structures yeah. that are irritable, right? AC versus yeah, yeah, it could be AC, it could be subacromial, it could be coracochromial arch. You know, you may want to maybe avoid some cross-body movements if it's that versus in that plane. So again, it's it's um, it, it's it's helping you make a better program. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I think classically everybody goes after the shoulder as all the tests that are overwhelmingly not good. Um, but like Mike said, Lachman's is a great one. Valgus varus of the knee is going to be another great one for MCL, LCL. Um, there's some good tests for UCL that we use a lot. I've written about that and uh, milking sign and other things, valgus extension overload. But I think overall, for me, I'm using it to try to prove to the patient almost that and put them in positions that they say replicates their symptoms and see if I can replicate it and ask them, is that your pain? Because they're going to feel different things when you do that. So if I can replicate it and I know what structures are probably stressing more than others, then it may help to identify 
and hone in what may be going on a little bit more so than just kind of a vague diagnosis. Because trust me, that person that's sitting in front of you, they want a diagnosis. They want to know what is going on. They want to know what structures are going on. Is it labrum versus rotator cuff? And I'm going to do my best to give them some answer. And oftentimes my answer is, I don't know. We're going to treat it the same way. But you're looking like this because they've been told go to PT, or like you said, we have a lot of direct access here. They don't know, they're freaking out that they have shoulder pain, and I'm trying to give them a little better understanding of what's going on, so I can also see what other impairments they have going on, like your question said, and then I can treat those more so than anything else. Right, and then you I know? would just piggyback that and say, essentially, it's not just the what, but maybe the, the how much. Right. So how irritable are right. they? So is, it, is this just a mild irritation that maybe we can work through a little bit, or is this a significant irritation that we need to take a step back from? Right. right? So there's lots of special tests, right? Some rule out some big, crazy things. Some are a little <laughs> bit less specific, right? But, you know, some things are going to be more obvious, but I don't think that rules out that we use yeah. it. I was just going to say, you can also use them to measure progress. Um, we talked about yeah. that before, especially maybe something like a spondy, where you'd want to see them relatively pain-free on a lot of hyperextension special tests um, before you progress to maybe more of a strengthening-based or a return to sport program. Uh, same thing with the elbow. I guess maybe you want to be pain-free on the table with all the special tests before you even start considering throwing. Right. Something like that. So you can use it to kind of measure um, sensitivity and you can measure progress right it's, it may not necessarily change your treatment again but right. it's going to give you a lot of valuable information about where they are and, and if you're ready to progress to that next step right. so you know it's interesting we always say here I mean, this is kind of part of our system here and the way we kind of do our performance based stuff but we always do two things right we look at the structural and the functional issues or the diagnoses right so just because like somebody has some functional limitations and we are going to work on that that doesn't mean we ignore the structural ones and oftentimes our treatments are put together anyway. You may want to work on the acute inflammation and irritation and pain of the structural pathology, but realize that that may not be the underlying reason why they're there, and we still have to address the functional ones. Yeah. So again, you know, it's still putting it together. So again, I don't know if people just like to argue on the internet or um, if it's just like a bunch of inexperienced clinicians that are making bold statements that some of these things don't make sense, but um, there's definitely a lot of really valuable ways to, to put that together. Yeah. You know, and if you're missing that out, you know, one big one we didn't talk about, but we have touched upon it in the podcast every now and then, is sometimes too when somebody has pain and I can't figure it out on my special tests orthopedically, I start thinking we're missing something. And is it non-orthopedic? Is it something we have to refer out for some other potential, you know, bigger issue that we don't like, right? So, um, you know, again, I think there's, man, we, I don't know, would we just list like six no-brainer yeah. reasons yeah. why you still do special tests, even though like it may not completely direct your treatment? I think it's really, really short-sighted to say that there's no use for them. Yeah, it's, it's like everything, man. It's used as needed, you know what I mean? It's not something you're going to like. You know, you have to come with the 20 special tests if they're super acute and you're just doing it because the textbook said so and someone's super flared up. But also, like, if you're still kind of curious and you're trying to figure out what it is, it's good. If someone comes in and they don't want to hear, like, the word labrum makes them jump through the roof, then you're probably not going to do as many special tests and talk in that language. You right. just apply it to that person in that context. And it's like, it's, it's always about thinking critically over the layer of academics. Like, you can't just blast 
all these things on people and hope that like the answer magically falls out. Right, right. And, and, and I get, think the other negative too is, I don't even know if anyone really does this, but I think maybe the, the, the issue with the internet debates are, look, if you have a positive near, you don't just go to the corner and grab the near impingement protocol and give the <laughs> exercise. I mean, I don't know anyone that does that, but yeah. like maybe people do that, but like, I don't know, I just, I would like to think we're better than that, but I, I if that happened, yeah, that's not good. On social but, media, you yeah. think that most people Oh my God, that. that's what you think everybody does everybody based on social media. And, yeah, yeah. But whatever. Yeah. I think the other thing I would add is, is uh, the person asked the question, I think was a DPT student, right? Right. Still a student. Yeah. Uh, I definitely found, you know, in my first six months, a year out of school, I, I maybe did more special tests. I did like a ton of special tests. I did like all the special tests. And it just made me more confused, I think. But as I've grown a little bit, you start to do fewer special te special tests that are probably more uh, applicable to like yeah. the person in front of me. Yeah. I think that's, right. sure. that makes it a little bit easier. If I think new grads and, and students that we work with tend to do a lot of like ton of special tests, and then it just kind of muddies the results oh, a little yeah, bit. Definitely really confuse yourself. Where to go. Yeah. 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 You find um, the tests that you know that you think are most beneficial, most sensitive, and. Yeah, especially yeah. in your hands. There's, yeah. Look, McGee, yeah. super comprehensive. I mean, does Chad Cook have a book too? I mean, those are amazing resources by some really, really experienced people. Those are great resources, but they're meant to be textbooks. They're meant to be comprehensive. Yeah. Your eval doesn't mean you do 30 special tests, okay. you know? But at the beginning, when you're young, you kind of do because yeah. you don't know what else to do. Yeah. yeah. And then you start getting better, and then you start realizing that different patient populations <laughs> also, you know, there's a bunch of ex uh, special tests that I'm not gonna do in a baseball player because they're not specific to a baseball player. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's 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 tons of different ways to do it. So, um, you know, I, I mean, I, we clearly all use special tests. We think you should use special tests. We think you should get good at special tests. Um, just realize that obviously that it's all just part of a comprehensive, you know, evaluation process. So it's not done in isolation. So awesome, right? K-Mac, you agree? Agree. K-Mac's in. I'm in. Love it. All right, good. So we're, we're, good. we're good. So awesome. Good episode. That was a good question. I, I like some of these big question episodes because I think this is a good one on special tests. Special tests are getting a little beat down lately. And, you know, I think there's, you know, there's always a reason to, you know, to do some of these things. And there's always probably a middle ground. So uh, great question. Head to MikeRonald.com and click on that podcast link and you can keep asking us some more questions like that. Head to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you in a future episode. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRinal.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.